Welcome back to Get With The Programming. I'm Chase Singer. I'm Captain America. And along with me is Bill Grundler. Wolverine. Today we're going to talk about old people. I'm just kidding. <laughs> the old people. And I say I'm that just kidding. I say it as an old person, dude. I'm allowed to say it. I yeah. get it. Yeah. Old. Like, old. Old is okay. You know what we need to old. do? Old is We old. need to redefine old. Old is no longer well, I, I, let me a, give you a uh, swear old word. Old is anybody older than the person that you are. So okay. I'm 55. Well, I'm going to be 55. I'm 54. So anyone in their 60s is old to me. When's your birthday again? May 20th. Ah, nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, me, to you, I'm old. You know what I mean? <sighs> it's funny because you are 13, 14 years older than me. Yeah. I don't look at you as old for myself. Thank God. Thank right? God. <laughs> okay, I just don't. I don't. I don't. You are yeah. not old to me. Uh, you know what's funny is, like, like Sevon. I am older than Sevon, but he looks old. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm playing. laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, you know. <laughs> Welcome everyone to the return of the CrossFit Journal. Thank you. Glassman Chipper. I am so happy this is back. Yeah. And I like, I say that as if we had no control over that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, but dude, there's been so much stuff going on. You know what's there cool has about been. this is it's such a, I mean, we can talk, we can talk all the events and we can talk, you know, if, if the right things have been programmed and what's the, what, all those things. But like, this is, this is the, the grounding of what we do. I mean, it, it's what brought us in. It's, it, I mean, we talk OG all the time. It is yeah. OG. And um, I just think that uh, it's, it's such a, oh, we're back home again. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. You know Speaking I mean? of OG, if you guys, uh, the Fittest Experience, which is the largest competition in Texas and maybe the South Central, not to bring that up again. West Coast. Just saying. <laughs> uh, the Fittest Experience, formerly known as the Fittest Games, they've been going on for well over a decade. Uh, I've competed at myself over my uh, my competitive years. It's in Austin, Texas. It started on Friday. It'll go through the weekend. If you guys are in Texas, you are competing or you are there as a fan, the OG culture is there in person with new gear. It's like Ken and team, I mean, we're just we're just coming out with new stuff every day. And uh, it looks so good as uh, I wonder if this is like lady 2740 or maybe these are your initials after my calf popped practicing dubs. I'm like, really? This is what we are now. <laughs> All this dirt. Hey, listen, I don't know what it is about like father time and calf muscles, but I am a victim of that. And I have been dealing with it since I tore my calf. Uh, gosh, yeah. 2022 during the yeah. open. Oh, Chelsea, what's up? What's up, girl? What do you have to say? Can I just say that I find it kind of funny that Bill is wearing a no rep shirt while talking about kids and old people? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and let's say why that's funny because range of motion for both of those age groups can be an issue. Can be, yes, yes, can be an issue. You know, it's so, funny as we're on the uh, topic of old injuries. <laughs> If you guys are watching with us, I know we're talking seniors and kids. That's the title of today's CrossFit Journal article. It's only two pages, so we've get uh, we got a lot of, I would say, fun uh, banter to go through. But uh, 
Throw in the comments is your your best old person injury. <laughs> let's wait, hear. Wait, wait. Let's you hear. What the best old person injury is? I do. Where you're walking, like you're not even doing a workout. You're just walking, then all of a sudden your leg just kind of goes, and you're like, oh my god, oh my leg, my knee, my ankle, it's like twisting. I didn't do anything. My at all. body part. Nothing. It just all of a sudden it's like someone stabbed you with a knife right in your ankle or your your knee and then like you're, you're like debilitated yeah for 47 seconds and then all of a sudden it's gone those are good that one <laughs> yeah those are good my favorite ones either come from waking up and i have woken up with a some type of ailment that is going to plague me for two to three months or a sneeze i wasn't ready for those are uh, usually I, my two things that are taking me out these days. I, dude, I don't want to say I don't want to say the sneeze one because that hasn't happened to me. But like, I know people that has had that happen, and I do not want that to happen. So I'm knocking on whatever wood I can find <laughs> in my office here because I don't want that to happen. Jeez, Lido, I injured my neck as I was bracing to press an empty barbell overhead. It hurt for months. I've done. Have you done that where yes, that head totally. turn one? I'm sure you had a lot of that. Just like. I don't know. My neck always, Wrestling my neck always hurts. Stuff, right? Yeah, my just, neck always is tight. Like yeah. if I, that's one of like in our in our stretching, that's, mm -hmm. and we do like in my old wrestling. That that's our warm up in the beginning is all of our joint stuff, you know, and roll the shoulders and roll the neck. And I do that, and every day I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. So it's a. I definitely am. as you get old, you just you, uh, that all of a sudden becomes this like din noise after a while. You young people are like, oh my god, my neck is cracking. I'm like, oh, mine's been doing that for 15 years. What and, are you talking about? And yeah, is that a exactly. thing? <laughs> my favorite is uh, I I, t I work out really early in the garage, and sometimes uh, I I'm not playing music loud yet, and I just do a couple air squats, and the sounds my knees make. I'm like, what the hell is this? Why do you think we have music loud? Dude? That's true. So you That's don't hear point. yourself breathe and you don't hear all the things cracking. <laughs> That's that a is good why. Point. That's a good point. Uh, if you guys are just joining us, we'll be going back through the CrossFit Journal. We are specifically following what is called the Glassman Chipper. And who put the Mark? Is it uh, uh, Warpington? Warpington, yeah. Or, yeah. See, he assembled this. There's actually two of them. Right. Uh, this is the original. I think there is a second one, which we'll dabble into as well. But uh, Bill and I started this a little over a year ago, and we just went through the quote-unquote Glassman Chipper, which is a, a collection of articles written by Greg Glassman, dating all the way back to 2002, which I think is when the first one was published. Uh, it was Foundations. That's the first one we went, uh, worked with. And um, we're just bringing it to life. We're, we're tipping the cap to Greg and what really got things started. It's it's uh, It's been really cool to go through yeah, those. Yeah, in, in the, the great thing about the collection is it is a i mean you remember how the journal came out dude it was something that like you were like waiting for it to show up on your doorstep or waiting for it to show up in your email waiting yeah. for that, to, that that article to show up um or that you had that to pay for it back in the day to show up yeah um and oh, this is magazine. it's really like a best wow. of yeah you know it's a it's a it's a reader's digest version of all of the crossfit journal which is so great and it, i mean it's honestly the very i think um you know we, we talk about the foundation of what we do the foundation of our methodology and it really is that yeah. uh all, all, every single piece and, and it's a foundation a lot of if if you look at the list of it it's a foundation of the early days of crossfit which was 
it really wasn't at the time about affiliates. It was about being able to work out in your own gym because the gyms that were out there were all the Globo gyms. So it's like yep. getting away from that crap and doing it on your own, whether it's a, you know, your gym or your small affiliate or your little warehouse or, you know, making your own wall balls and how to make equipment and how to program. I mean, that was a fun episode. It's, it's the, it is the foundation of what, of our methodology and what we do, which is rad. I love it. And if you guys are just yeah. joining us for the first time or haven't been with us recently, this is the 14th article we've done when it comes to this. So if you want to see the other 13, you guys can go to our YouTube channel. If you're listening on a podcast, we have a whole section there that is just called glassmanship. Or if you guys are watching with us now on YouTube, we have a whole subset in there for you guys to just go back and listen to. And what we do is we pull up the articles that are written. Uh, we've highlighted or accented certain things, uh, things we want to draw attention to, things that we feel like are just, these are the things you need to like etch into a stone and you know, put it in your gym. And then we'll, some things to be uh, wary of from, from an alarm standpoint. So we don't read it entirely verbatim here on the show, but we do discuss it uh, as we go. Mandy, what's up? Welcome. Welcome. Mandy Wittenberg. So excited to be Yes, we are excited too. So yeah, this know. series is called Seniors and Kids, and it is just a two-page article. It was written by Greg Lassman. February of 2003 is when this was published. And what I like about this is most of your athletes in the gym are probably between 30 to 45, I think is a, is a, is a decent demographic. That, that, that stretch, right? I bulk, so. bulk yeah. majority. Uh, yeah. and, and what tends to happen is that demographic usually has younger kids, maybe between the ages of four to 12, depending on when they decided to have kids. And then you have a demographic above that, which could be, I wanted my parents to come join me. And usually that's how it happens, right? You're a parent yourself and you have a young kid and you want them to come with you to the gym or maybe you get asked to start a kid's class or, hey, my mom, look, she really needs to, you know, the doctor said is like she's losing a lot of lean muscle mass. Her bone density is, is at an all time low. He wants to put her on these medications. Is there something that my mom can do? And back in the day, the answer, funny that it was here in 2003, it still wasn't the easiest question to answer at the time because we just didn't have the weapons to articulate the value that yes, young kids can do this as same, same with, uh, older generations, but it's funny as in the foundations or what is CrossFit, like the simple line of the way you approach CrossFit varies by degree and not kind. And what that means is that you don't do something inherently different than CrossFit. You just do a different degree of that. So instead of ch chest bar pull-ups that your fire breathers are doing when we're doing frame with 95 and 65, you've got ring rows, light weights, or dumbbells. Like it's infinitely scalable by degree, not, hey, listen, um, since you're older, we probably shouldn't be, you know, squatting or going hard or lifting these heavy weights or this person is too young to even do these movements. And, like, and, and this is an article to, to dispel those myths and provide education of what you can provide to members that want to bring someone younger or older. Right. And you have to remember that like the reason that that line is so important about varies by degree and not kind is and, and if as you expand on that mantra, 
of, uh, I know, right? Chelsea, wait, um, kids can lift weights without stunting their growth? Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? Um, you know, the, the difference in the, 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 the statement was the difference between a, an elite level Olympic athlete and an aging grandparent. I mean, so you're putting like two people that are on op- obviously opposite ends of the spectrum differ by degree, not kind, meaning we only move a particular way. We have elbow elbow joints that do a certain thing. They bend one way, not the other way, because they're meant to move here and not there. Knees move a certain way. Hips move a certain way. Shoulders move a certain way. And we are able to move our bodies through space the same way, whether you are a badass, full-blown athlete or you're not. Mm-hmm. Um, the kind part or the, 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 the degree part is based on what your abilities are. And right. that's what's hugely important. So I love that they start right at the very beginning because mm-hmm. that is the most important thing that needs to be really thought about. The worst thing I think that, that anyone can do is pigeonhole someone because of either age, either too young or they're too old. Right. To pigeonhole them. So yeah. I think that's great. That that's the first sentence. Yeah, it's so powerful. And on the flip side of that is that we're not just separating young and old and everyone in the middle. Everyone in the middle or young and old, top to bottom, those degrees are also infinite between 100%. ability, experience, yeah. strength, injury, uh, adapt, adaptive if needed, right? Those are all the degrees. It's not, we'll just put you in a corner and don't hurt yourself. That's not what it's CrossFit not the 55 is. the 55-year-old division that I'm yeah. now in. Uh, and so if you guys are following us, if you're watching on YouTube, the blues, those are the big ones, right? Those are the big ones. We just said the needs of the elderly and professional athletes vary by degree, and not kind. The yellow is key points to just really help you guys understand. And, and where it says the yellow here, it says where one needs functional competency to maintain independence. And that's for particularly the elderly, right? You get assisted living because you need assistance with your day-to-days, how to pick something, you know, getting dressed, getting off the couch, getting off a toilet, bathing yourself, like those are things that assisted living is designed for. And that is to me, like that is like the scariest place to put myself as an individual. And so CrossFit is necessary to stave off something like this or just keep it out of your life completely. The other needs functional mastery to maintain dominance. And that's the Olympic athlete when we talk about, right? One, I just need to be able to live my life independently. Two, I play a sport or I do this certain thing that I need to be the best at. So I need to master my fitness and physical competency into a measure of dominance versus sustainability. Improved hip capacity will help a pro ball player's throw to throw to first. It will also reduce the chances of grandpa falling in the tub. And our blue line here or blue highlight, the squat is the perfect tool for both 100 percent. think it and what's great about this and we'll get to it in the uh, looks like the third fourth paragraph down is the uh the importance of the priority prioritization of the movements that they're listing the most important movement that we have to be able to have because it we talk about core to extremity from the hips is the squat and being able to support stuff overhead, getting ourselves up, sitting up, standing up, that power coming from the hip. So that ability to have a squat is massively important. And I think really honestly is the the foundational element of our movement. Mm-hmm. The first priority is that. So you, I, again, right up at the top, first thing, 
Right. Squat is important. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's and uh, Pedro's in the comments. He says, uh, had this conversation with kids in my class yesterday. Do I burpees. He, I love that he coaches or teaches young I know. kids. I know. It's so great. so awesome. I could only, like, I, this would, like, I would love my kids to be taught by Pedro. Oh, my gosh. Uh, do burpees. <laughs> so if you fall, <laughs> you can get up. Do squats. So, oh, I just commented again. Do squats so you can take a dump yourself when you get older. And part of that, too, is that if you talk to Greg and why towards the end of his tenure at CrossFit, he was putting so much focus and emphasis on elderly or overweight or obese. Is like the reason why the burpee is so important is because as you get older, or even those that may have some type of, um, what is it called when you get uh, off balance? Like vertigo? Yeah, vertigo. Vertigo, yeah, vertigo, yeah. right? Vertigo is a big thing, especially as you get older or getting lightheaded or maybe like onset of something like a stroke or a heart attack is that where most elderly people get injured is on their way down to the ground. And oftentimes it's either a product of them not being physically able to get themselves to the ground safely or be in a physical state that if they were to fall to the ground, their body is so brittle and just like, um, decrepit. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a real word they use, uh, in the nursing homes. It's not derogatory. Yeah. That's just, that's just a term. I shit. It's in the level one guys. Um, their body cannot withstand something like that. And what the, the power of the burpee was is like, can I just get myself to the ground safely that if I were to have some type of episode or issue, I can at least be on the ground in a safe position and the, either the moment will pass and I can get back up, or at least I got myself in a position that someone can get me and I haven't hurt myself in the process of just going down. And it's yeah. all revolved around a burpee. You, you know what's crazy? <laughs> have you ever seen where people, or have you had anyone that like, whether old or young, not that they can't do it, but that they, they don't think that they needed it, where they, where they include the push-up to that? mm like they'll go down hands to the ground. They'll want to kick their legs back. Okay, fine. But they don't want to go down all the way or they won't do a full push up all the way down. And I'll tell, I mean, the, the kids, especially that I work with right now is look, until you figure out a way that when you fall, you're going to float four inches above the ground, you're going all the way down to the ground because you have to be able to get back up. I know, but it's, you know, it's hard to get back up. And I, I know that's why we're doing it so that you can increase that because nobody will fall and not go all the way down to the ground. Right. Unless they're able to catch themselves or whatever. You want to train you want to train your body for the worst case scenario, which is I have no couch, no sofa, no bed, no nothing. I'm all the way down to the ground and somehow I have to get back up again. Yeah. And and just the the value and importance of that can cannot be overstated. Yeah. Uh, if we look at the next line there and this falls in line with what we just talked about, the workout that challenge is a prize fighter will have a toned down equivalent for anyone else. And say prize fighter just means peak athlete. Pick a sport, pick the best. This workout that we have for the day is fit to challenge this person or demographic or mythological CrossFit creature that we tend to program for anyways. And that means that grandma or grandpa or little kid can do a version of this at a stimulus that we need to elicit to get the same physical response and adaptation from, and we just figure out a way to bring it to them, 
right? Rarely ever do we push the athlete towards something they're not ready for. We take what the test is, we take what the workout is or the challenges, and we bring it to them. You hear this phrase of meet, yeah, exactly, meet people where they're at. Scale for, or program for the best, scale and modify for the rest. And this is that, you know, we've talked about like, should you program up or should you program down to your, right, whoever your people right. are? Right. Um, and this right here is saying basically that you have, you know, what these responses should be for any high end person. And then you can always modify down from that because you know what the response is supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, a good question in here for uh, Judy is like, is there a specific CrossFit Kids training for people interested in coaching 18 and under? Yes. There is totally. literally a CrossFit Kids certification you can take ran by CrossFit that affiliates actually need to take if they were to coach structured kids, uh, CrossFit Kids classes. It's, uh, it's for, from what I've heard, it's one of the best seminars to go to to improve your coaching cues outside of the regimented points of performance given to you at your level one uh, because teaching a kid how to understand get your elbows up and using cute little phrases is like lasers on your elbows point them to the wall gorilla gorilla arms or you know there's there's so many cool little tricks in there that actually wildly improve your coaching cues and, and style just through coaching kids yeah, hundred percent. The the uh, I have my cert for the kids class, and it's it's awesome, and it's really fun to learn. You're learning the exact same things you do in your level one, level two. It's the same movements because we don't have different movements. We only have our 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 nine that we do or whatever. But it's great to learn how. What other ways can you say? Because that's all they are. It's we know what the technique is. But there are a lot of different cues that hit differently based on the person. And it's fun to have a nice, um, just like the, when we talk about the cues that you're given for the level one, mm -hmm. those cues don't work for everyone. Like if you say, push the push your feet apart or spread the earth or screw your feet into the ground, that yeah. type of thing for your foot, that is not a technique. That's no. a cue to make someone understand what they're trying to get your body to move. So it's great to have these other ways of, well, how, how, what do you say to a kid? And a lot of times, I mean, it's it's not rocket science, science that they tell you, the things that they tell you, the cues that they use. But you're like, oh, yeah. And then you actually say it to kids and right. they respond. So it's really cool that, that, that they found, you know, um, coaches that have worked with kids a lot that have kind of tried these things out over years. And it's like, oh, you say it this way. And most kids understand exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And it's it's great, man. It's awesome. Uh, if you guys are rolling with us on YouTube right now, I put in three links. I put in a link for the current article that we're going through. I put in a link for the full Glassman chipper list. And for those interested, I just put a link into the CrossFit Kids course. It's now actually an online webinar course, so you don't actually have to, you know, take a weekend away from your family. This is just a course you can take online. It's provided by CrossFit. So all three of those links are in the chat if you guys are rolling with us. On YouTube, if you're just listening on a, the podcast, just go to CrossFit.com, click the courses menu, and it's just right there in the drop down. There are so many courses in here, but CrossFit Kids is is like Bill, you just said, it's, it's, it's just, super fun. It's great. Yeah, super fun. Uh, let me pull this back up. I lost the uh, the big window I had, but I'll do the best here. Uh, underneath here it says three movements. The squat, deadlift, and push press. 
highlighted in blue, are our starting point with nearly everyone. In the case of the elderly, these movements have functional analogs necessary for independent living. Let's go through them. Deadlift, picking weight up off the floor. It's not about the weight specifically. It's about what your body needs to be able to pick something off the floor. Strong midline, strong back and hips, hamstrings, legs. And what that is, is like you're basically at your, your base core of your body is the foundation of movement. It's core to extremity for the reason. It doesn't matter if you've got strong hands and feet, if you've got a weak pack. <laughs> That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> All this time I've been banking on my grip strength and realized that wasn't the problem when it came to deadlifts. <laughs> uh, as we get lower uh, here, uh, you got anything to add to, to add? For no, that? no, go. Okay. No, that was, I, and I love, I, again, that right there is the priority squatting first. So you can get up and down off the toilet, deadlifting because you got to pick up the remote. You got to pick up the bag of, of groceries. You have to pick up uh, your, your clothes off the floor, whatever, and then pressing, being able to put things up. And if you think about all those things, think about what you do during the day, all yeah. day long. It's those activities. So, of course, you want that to be the, uh, the, the foundation for your independent and functional living. Yeah. And okay. And then go to squatting. Just uh, someone had put it in this chat. It's like squatting at its least is like, can I get up on and off the toilet? Yep. Do I need someone to help me do that? Please. No, I hope that's never the case. Right. <laughs> and then push press, right? The, the key part about push press, and this is actually in another article that we had, is rapid hip extension is the basis for all athletic movement. Opening and closing, hip extension, that movement pattern. Push press is the single movement that actually can teach you how to do that the quickest faster than any other movement. Other movements can accomplish this, kettlebell swings, jumping, I mean, any Olympic lift. But push press has been found as the best movement to train and develop rapid hip extension. Not just that, but the ability to just put your hands over your head with weight. Uh, can you take this bag of dog food, pick it up off the ground, and put it in the cupboard overhead, or, you know, I don't know if you're putting dog food overhead. Usually you just put it in the corner and open the top and just scooped it out for my dogs. <laughs> I might've tried one or two back in my day. Who hasn't, who right. hasn't tried right. the dog food? Cat food's very bitter. That's why I don't like cats. There um, you go. I'm going down a rabbit hole. I don't need to go down, but picking stuff off the ground, the ability to stand up and squat or skip, uh, get off from a seated position and to just put anything overhead. Yeah. Sarah Cooper nailed it. Luggage into overhead flights. Just real world application for something as simple as squatting, deadlifting, and push pressing. Women with osteoporosis can start their weightlifting careers with a broomstick. And the way you guys fight off osteoporosis, which is like your bone density is deteriorating, basically it gets like porous. If you guys can think about like, so think uh, like, a, like a wet stone or, or uh, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Those like spongy yep. stones. A loofah. Yeah, 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 like a loofah. Like a loofah. Right? So instead of a rock, you have this loofah. This like just mm -hmm. your your bone density starts to deteriorate. You can actually gain it back with resistance training. And resistance training just means anything that is 
heavier than air <laughs> that you force yeah. your body to move. And that's why we see broomstick as a baseline. And it's not because you don't have the strength to, it's like that's as little as you need to start your body to reversing that problem. And that's why we put everyone when they're, no matter what their, what their age is, we start everyone at a PVC pipe because we want you to move safely, uh, mimicking the movement, whatever it is that we're trying to do without having any sort of weight on you. You know, it allows you to move correctly and learn, learn the movement, master the movement, then increase, put the intensity of the movement. Right. Mm -hmm. So that allows everyone to do that. And it, it, it's, I think very, um, it's a great way to not scare someone that's older off. Yes. You know, it's like, oh, well, we need we need to start you somewhere. And it's like, oh, I'm like, I can't move that bar. We don't need to. Right. Don't worry about that bar. Yeah, we got we have your bar. We have your broomstick. We have your PVC pipe. We have this the that weighs ball. nothing. Right. And you'll do great. Yeah. The six pound med ball, all the uh, women at the 9 a.m. soccer moms class fight over. That they all fight had, for? Because we had one. <laughs> I was like, if you can dribble it, you don't use that ball. <laughs> 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 and uh, the, the red part we have in this article is uh, Greg is referencing a woman who came to the gym with reduced bone mass and couldn't lift her 14-pound granddaughter from the floor, and she couldn't stand up from a seated position without clawing at the furniture to get up. And he says, two years later, two years, two years is nothing. Yeah, especially to someone that's like 70, whatever. That's a, that's a blip in time. 75 or 70 pound deadlift, better than normal bone density, and can stand and squat from a 10 inch box without hesitancy or cheating. Two years of CrossFit. Functional movements, mechanics, consistency, intensity. Functional movements have the ability to change like we say oh we changed our lives like that is not this like philosophical debate right, right. or or a, a cool catchphrase we're doing it it is actually happening functional independence and competency just from two years of crossfit for someone who couldn't pick up their kid or their grandkid can you matt can you imagine how horrible of a feeling that is you can't even play with your grandkids. You can't even, and this is the where, uh, actually I posted this uh, the other day, is that I'm not working out and staying in shape for my kids, specifically. I'm working out and staying in shape for my kids' Their kids. kids. Yeah. I want to be able to do what my parents have been able to do for me. Come in for the weekend, take off for a night, go stay in a hotel, go on a vacation for a couple days. We got the kids, Right. I want to be able to help my son and my daughter with their kids anytime they need, and they will have no worry if I'm physically able to hang with them. Yeah. And I have friends, yeah. I have very close friends who can't leave their kids with their parents anymore. Totally. And it's wild. Um, you know what I wish you would have uh, highlighted is the last sentence of that paragraph. Her results are not unusual. Meaning, you know, you hear all these great fan, these great fantasy things, you know, people making tons of money, you try this thing and do that thing, but the results are not typical. These results are completely normal. Right. Like, to be it, expected. It does. It's expected. And there's that one commercial uh, with the old man 
Oh that, yeah, dude, that uh, is the put the, with the kettlebell. Up, it's the Christmas one. Wants to put the help help his granddaughter up, put the star on top of the tree, and he yeah. just sits there and takes the kettlebell. Yeah, he's picking it up off the ground, trying to pull it up. Can't do it in the beginning. Slowly working his way up, but that's how it works. I mean, that's what it is. Is it well one? I mean, it's learning the movements, but you 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 have to. And with all of these things, just like that, two years. That's two years of consistent work. Right. Not two years where you come in once a month. And you kind of play with it. I mean, where you're starting back at zero every time. It's like, hey, I want to be able to do this. So here we go. Mm-hmm. And you get going. And I think that that's so important. It, uh, that's awesome. And to ca- ca- take Taylor off that a little bit, it's also not too much work. Like you just said mm-hmm. consistent, like three, three times a week, five on a great week, three for an hour will get these things. And, and Lena or Lana, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name. Oh, by the way, I, I so many important messages in here. I'm 75 and continue to build uh, build bone because I do regular CrossFit. Uh, Lana, how, how often do you work out there at your CrossFit gym? If you could post that up, that would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, speaking of... I know we train different demographics, but I still train. It's funny. The only people I privately train right now are over the age of 75. Crazy. I have a garage gym. I'll even travel to friends, but like the only, the only people I coach now are over the age of 75. Well, you know why that is, right? Why? Because old people don't, they, the world's going to shut down before they want to break up their routine. So (laughs) you may have, you may have lost your affiliate and, you know, moved out of there you got your own thing, but they're like, look, that's all great. You're mm-hmm. not changing my schedule. No, no. You're yeah, their schedules are very, <laughs> they are very on schedule. And if I'm off schedule, it is a, is a bad day. But uh, this is a, I wanted to share this example. So I trained this woman. She's a, she's a mother of one of the um, members that I had for a very long time. She is now 85. And to, just as 85 year olds are concerned, she's an absolute unicorn. She's just like sharp as a tack, just witty, almost to the point where I'm like, hey, you don't need to bust my balls that much. Right, uh, moves beautifully, but she has lost some things that woke her up pretty big. And and so when we have this, when I have these conversations with people, I'm like, hey, you know, the question is like, hey, why are you here? Right, and you'll get the typical answer from anybody. It's like, oh, I want to get stronger. I want to lose weight. I want to uh, do so and so. And those are very surface level wants. Because losing weight is so vague and ambiguous, it like there's nothing to hold you accountable for that, right? And so she's like, oh, well, I, I, I want to get stronger. I'm getting older. And I was like, yes, but why? Like, I need to know why. What happened? Something happened that made you come here. And this, was, this is the fun part about digging in as a coach, and everybody needs to dig in. Dig in and find the real reason they want to get stronger or want to lose weight or want to look better naked, right? There is a reason behind that vague answer. And she says, I've been riding horses my whole life. And last summer was the first time someone had to help me onto the horse. Oh, man. How about that? Yeah. Right? That's a why. Why do I show up to do this? Well, you remember that feeling that you never want to have again? This is why. Yeah. Why am I doing 
so many squats or box step ups or the, you know, med ball carries with a 20 pound ball and just walking in a certain direction or farmer carries, right? Because, or why am I doing ring rows or hanging from a pull up bar? Because you want to, for lack of a better phrase, you want to get back on the horse. Oh, that's actually really good. Right? <laughs> you want to get back on the horse. You want to do it yourself again. And it's awesome. And so for her, uh, last June, she got in a big car wreck. Hmm. Broke her ankle, uh, shattered her bones, car wreck. And she recently, finally, like six months later, was cleared to come back. And she's got, this. the thing that sucks is that she had such a beautiful air squat. Once she got strong enough, like when we first met, she couldn't physically squat. So we would squat to a bench and we or plate and we'd lower that. And then she's cranking out 20 perfect air squats that I wish all my members would do, right? On her own. Check, right? Hanging from pull-up bar for 30 to 40 seconds now. Check, right? Now you've got grip strength. Ring rows 15 or 20 at a time. Guess what? Your leg strength and your pulling strength will get you back on top of the horse now. Mm-hmm. But the real thing happened when she got in that car wreck, came here and she's like, She's bummed out because her ankle's messed up and it's, it's going to take a long time to get that range of motion back if she ever gets it back. But I was like, Dot, her name's Dot. Dot, because we, we'd been working together for almost two years. Could you imagine if you got in that car wreck and you had not been doing CrossFit for the last two years? Right? You shattered your ankle in, in, in uh, tibia after two years of CrossFit. What if your bones were in a state without those two years? Like at that age, you're losing limbs. Yeah, yeah that right? that's like or your body isn't that's uh, independence. Yeah, exactly. Wrecking right there. Yeah. So and that's yeah. where like it was a really cool conversation. And uh, it's funny that I coached a 77 year old guy yesterday. It is like a condo downtown or something in their gym. And we always joke. He's like, I am your least spokesperson of what fitness is. I was like, No, you're the best. Cause like, <laughs> he's like falling off his bike, <laughs> riding with friends. <laughs> I was like, could you imagine what would have happened to your body if you had, we've been working together for 10 years. Oh, dang, dude. Yeah. It, 10 years. Uh, and he, or he's gotten sick or he's had high blood pressure. He's had heart problems. It's like, I, was, I don't know. I'll say, I'll say, see Craig, it's like, Craig, Imagine where you had been. And this all goes down to the sickness, wellness, fitness continuum. Right? I was just going to say that. It's how we hedge against all that, <laughs> yeah. dude. Imagine your life if you had never started this, right? Like, you, you would have died. There, I know three instances that you have been sick that would have killed you otherwise. Yeah. Because before I met, you met me, you have had a heart attack. Right? You've had open heart surgery and you're on, the, on these wildly blood pressure medications and blood thinners. Right? 10 years later, right? like, we don't have those issues anymore. Imagine where you would have been without this. So like, I don't care. I was like, Craig, gone are the days of buff chests and six packs to define me be fitness. Right? You are everything people need to see. Like, you are the shining example of the power of CrossFit. Man, well, then that's what's crazy is, you know, we, we always talk about the games and we always talk about all the unbelievable things that all the athletes are doing. But that's what Greg was doing when he made that hard switch and started putting all the older folks on on the CrossFit page and, and highlighting all that, because that's really what it's all about. 
The, I mean, the beginnings of CrossFit was giving people a better workout so that they are able to live a longer, more functional life. It's not about li it's not about living just longer. It's about living longer functionally and being able to have independence right. and being able to do all those things. And yes. that's what all of these things are. So boil it all down. I mean, yeah, okay, everyone wants to look great. The nice thing is, is that most people, for the most part, if they weren't doing this, they wouldn't look this good. It's the byproduct rather than like the actual end, end result. It's all the independent living. It's all the protection. It's the hedging against those accents. I mean, we it's, it's really cool to hear, you know, like uh, with Dot, being in that accident, and you, no one ever thinks about that. No. We have this one same type of thing. One of one of the guys that's been a member of ours for a long time. He does some of our coaching in the early morning. Um, he had he had a heart attack, oh, wow. and he's been doing the stuff. And he's like, I don't. They can't tell what the heck is going wrong. They can't they can't figure it out. And he was pissed because they didn't want him to work out. They 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 said you got to really bring the intensity down. All you got to wear the heart monitor, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I told him, I go, look, man. Imagine if you weren't doing all of this stuff. Imagine if you weren't in your bike club and you're riding, you know, doing all your rides, you know, twice a week and coming in here and working out three times a week. Imagine where you would be without that. Imagine where you would be with it without your heart. Whatever issue it might be having, having that the muscle tone of that heart is, it, you know, would be weak. It's not now. Yeah. So there, you're hedging against all of that stuff. And, Nobody likes to be sat down. Nobody likes to have to have to take a time out like that. Nobody likes to get it. Nobody likes to get injured mm -hmm. and slow whatever it is that they're doing. But the fact of the matter is that, is that shit does happen, whether it's accident or not. And this is how we hedge against that. And especially in the older population, you have to be doing this. Yeah. And it's resistance training to do that. Functional right. movements. They don't, it doesn't have to be a crate. It's not a crazy mystery program it's doing those basic movements and getting some sort of resistance on this so that you are able to build the bone density build the strength build the ability the range of motion so that you can do all those things and hedge against all of those things that are going to be coming at you yeah so that's rad dude i love those stories that's cool. yeah it's really cool i love what you just said right there where it was it's not just about having a long life it's about having a long functional life yeah I don't want a long life where 10 of my last years are spent in a bed mm -mm. or with somebody on my arm helping me get around. Like, that's not the long life I want. No way. Like, no, thank no you. No way. I want a long functional life. I just want my life to, I'm here, I'm, I'm working the health, and now I'm getting older, the health will dip, right? That's just called life. But I want that end. I don't want to be a slow decrease at the bottom. I just want it to just, stop <laughs> right right dude and that's the point my, it's just like it's just over <laughs> yeah i i my 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 goal my goal in my life is i want to live to be a hundred mm. because what i want is on my hundredth birthday i want to be able to sit down with my entire family all the relatives and all the Ooh. kids the grandkids some great grandkids to be able to tell them exactly what a century looks like Cool. But I do not want to be doing that in a bed with a bunch of tubes hanging out of me. Or like I want not be able, able to articulate. I want to be able to get down on the floor and go, okay, all my kids, let me tell you. Dude. Let me tell you what 100 years looks like. And after that, then it's like, okay, well, every day after that's just going to like icing yeah. on the cake. Soccer bomb at 62, I will not stop my CrossFit and weightlifting. It definitely keeps me skiing, surfing, and pickleball. 
which is the most dangerous (laughs) sport in the country right now. And what other sports I look to start. Yes. Yes. I see, I've, I've seen this on Instagram and I don't know if like, this is where that inspired that idea, but they would take like the two basically like patriarch, matriarch, grandma and grandpa or great, great. And then like their kids would come sit down on the couch then all their kids would come sit down on the couch and then like their kid. And the, you just see like what two people created. Yeah. Right. Like that's, that would be so cool. Like I want to be able to live to see that. Right. And I want to be able to be able to participate in that so that when I come to visit, it's not like, all right, guys, grandpa's coming or great grandpa's coming and he's got this thing or this, you know, just got to look out for him. I'm like, Whatever. We're good. Yeah, totally. I want to be an asset. I want to be a physical asset to my, my kids' kids' life. Uh, all right. <clears throat> Speaking of kids, we work with kids in much the same way. In blue, with an insistence on near-perfect mechanics. Let me say that again for those in the back. With an insistence on near-perfect mechanics we start with the squat, deadlift, and push press. Proper lifting technique is a great tool for imparting grace and control to a wild prepubescent nervous system. We found that strength and control can grow perfectly together. Uh, Todd Widman said this. It says, until a kid is basically hitting puberty, which depending on the age is like, he said 17, but I was like, Try like 27 for me, but (laughs) until their bodies are producing the hormones necessary to basically utilize strength training to its benefit for muscle strength, size, and power, there's no reason to be putting any over amount of weight onto kids. They should be doing everything perfectly. They'll get strong. Nature will take care of them, right? But what we want as kids is to make sure that we turn them into just beautiful, perfect movers so that when the time comes, like though, as, as Greg says here, is we found that strength and control grow perfectly together. Let them grow together at that time. I think a lot of times like, well, how do we need to start? Like, yeah, put weight on them, but like you don't need to chase weight, Right. It'll naturally no. happen. It, it will. And the better they move, the easier the weight will show up. And that's what I think is really important. Uh, you know, you always hear the classic, uh, especially for like high school kids. You hear the classic, you know, they're, they're on the football team in high school and it's just a bunch of kids in there throwing weight on the bar and these kids are doing whatever it takes oh, yeah. to bring the bar up. What's crazy <laughs> is it because they don't have a lot of pain and years of just dumb abuse on themselves, <laughs> they can make some weight go up in some really ugly positions, yeah. way more than I would ever think possible. It's, it's pretty impressive, but that doesn't mean that they should do it. Um, you got to remember like the kids, it wasn't that long ago that they were already moving perfectly. You know, you, you talk about a two year old and watch how they move. Mm-hmm. I mean, you said you, when I, you know, with, with Jolie, you used to laugh about the, the things we'd put up. You're like, dang, dude, your ankle flexibility is nuts. I'm like, that's because I'm down here. Yep. 
It all is. Day. Your ankle flexibility is stupid. I mean, it's pretty cool now. <laughs> I, I'll take it. I'll take it. But a lot of it had to do with that. You know, uh. I mean, um, I was down there on the floor sitting in that squat position playing with the little PJ Maxx dolls or whatever we were playing with. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. that's what we did. And so um, the kids move perfect. The squat of a, of a, of a, of a little kid is perfect oh, until dude. they learn that it doesn't have to be. Yeah. And that's what happens. We get lazy. We start picking things up wrong. We start tilting this way. And, you know, I'm working with a lot of uh, kids now, 14 and under basically. And a lot of those kids, they go to pick up anything and their backs round like crazy oh, because God, they're growing <laughs> so fast. Yeah. Dude, so fast. Like their muscles can't keep up with the movement. Right. Um, so you don't need to worry about the weight, but the weight will happen. And right. it's fun when you get them moving the right way. Um, and that they do get to try. All right, well, you're moving great here. Let's 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 try the kettlebell. All right, you're moving great. Let's try some dumbbells. Are right, you moving great? Let's try a bar. You know, and my whole thing is as long as you're moving right, you can go up. Yeah. It's when you're not moving right that I'm not going to let you go up. And that's not a punishment. It's, it's not important. I don't care what the weight is. Right. It's really weird to hear this <laughs> athletic, you know, yeah. fit guy to them, not to me. I, because I, I'm a coach. I'm, a, I, I know what I need them to do, but they need to hear, mm -hmm. you know, like, I, like when you coach, you know, uh, your kids' teams. They're going to think that you're cool. You're this big guy, got the big shoulders. You can do all these things. I'm that guy to them too. And so when I am able to tell them, hey, I don't care what the weight is. I don't care. Get down lower. And you can get get down and get your elbows, you know, whatever the thing is, get your elbows up, whatever. Yeah. Um, you get them moving right. And you praise them for that. And then they 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 move right. It's great. It's, it's totally it. And it, on this last line, I didn't even read this part before we started talking about this, is that for both our seniors and kids, too much weight is any amount that cannot be lifted with near perfect execution. All right. If you want to lift more weight, as long as you're doing it with perfect technique, as long as you are chasing perfect movement, keep lifting. Yeah. We'll do that on heavy single days, right? It's like, what's a heavy single until it gets ugly? Yep. <laughs> Clearly that's heavy. You did a single. That's a heavy single. And a really bad overhead squat. <laughs> right. Yeah. The one before that was great. And then we got too much weight and we finally hit our tipping point. And, um, but I really like that from Todd. I love that you're experiencing that with your athletes. I think it's just, it's patience with kids and elderly alike is so important when it comes to adding weight to the routine. And oh, the man. best thing you can do with kids is that they are not used to doing these things. So demanding perfection is so much easier than teaching some dude at right out of college. And on oh, the elderly man. side, it's, it's <laughs> just as easy because their limitation is obviously like movement patterns themselves. They might not have that kinesthetic awareness anymore, or they just never developed it. They may have some mobility things just depending on how the joints are responding. But most of them, not all, have never done this before. Therefore, they have no context to fight you with. Yeah. And I'm and they're also plenty happy to have a PVC pipe than that scary steel bar. Totally. I, I think what's really important is, and it goes back to the very first line of the article, is it's not what you have to contend with is not what you are going to have them do, but it's how you're going to, how you're going to have them do it. 
with a lot of the with a lot of the older the older folks, they want to know. I think what helps them go through it is talking about their why, which yeah. is that that relationship. You you as a coach need to get into it with that person to know why they're there. And that's how you can kind of gauge all of the things that you're doing because you can always come back to that and it will make sense to them. For the kids, you're gonna have them do the same things, but you're the the it isn't necessarily about the why. With them, it's more about having fun. Yep. So you you turn it into a game or silly comments or make them uh act as a certain that's why they you know, like the the gorilla. Yeah. What's a gorilla look like? You know, it's like, well, big chest up in front, you know, butts down, uh, arms like that. Every kid knows what a big gorilla looks like. And it doesn't matter if I'm talking to a nine-year-old or if I'm talking to a 12-year-old. I can use the exact same thing and everyone understands what I'm talking about. You know what I found out was a good one that I'm able to use with the like the 12. The, the, so the groups that I work with are 11 and under for my younger groups. And yeah. the youngest kid I have in that group is six. Okay. So I have literally six to 11, which Dude, is a, that's a, a huge range. It's, it's a big different thing there. Yeah. So like every year you know, at six, like six and a seven year old, a seven year old is a different species. Hundred. Same from eight to seven, nine. Like <laughs> I'm dealing with that <laughs> now not, in kids sport. I'm like, you fuckers are, you got seven year olds in this five and six league. I know it. I know you. Do. Right. <laughs> I know. Seriously. This guy's fucking like. Adrian Peterson running around on the football field. What is this? <laughs> it's funny. And granted, I know that there's a, a difference between like uh, maturity level of like girls to boys. Um, the side note on this real fast. Uh, me and Laura took our kids um, on a lake trip um, and her, her kids are five and seven and Joe's eight. And the difference between Jolie one, one year older than, than Caleb. It's so funny because he's, he's, he's classic, little kid mm -hmm. just spastic and you know wants to do He's all, all things boy and he wants to, it's all boy it's it's so great and then joe all of a sudden appears to look not because of caleb is anything but a oh, six and seven sorry my bad sorry oh. my bad Lord. Oh. <laughs> um, all of a sudden my eight-year-old daughter you know acts like she's like you know so sophisticated now and i'm so old because i'm so mature it's like oh my god we stop yeah <laughs> you know, it's Come so on. funny watching them but anyway getting back to the kids um with i don't i'll do the gorilla thing for sure whenever we're talking about lifting anything from the ground mm -hmm. so like if we're doing deadlifts um uh, which obviously for a lot of the kids is going to be kettlebell deadlifts or sumo deadlifts because they they don't have a bar they can't lift the 35 pound bar appropriately so we do that plus it really sets that position um, when we get to the 12 to 14, I can use the gorilla, but one that I was using that really worked well was, all right, you guys all like, they, they like everything, baseball, basketball, football, everything. I'm like, okay, I want to see all your, all your, uh, football positions. You guys are like the, the linebackers. What do you look like? And they all will three point with their chest up. Ah. I'm like, you guys can all see me, right? I go, okay, well, we're doing this lift. You better all have your eyes on me because if you don't, I'm going to be able to hit you like a football player is going to hit you. Mm. So all of a sudden now their chests are all up whenever they're lifting anything, whether it's a deadlift. I mean, granted, there's going to be a little variation, but chest is up, shoulders are above the hips. So it's like you start thinking about these weird little yeah. cues yeah. that will resonate, you know? Um, and as, as we're kind of coming around to this, I think what is great or what's important is that – you usually will think that you will have the young kid will coach 
the kids class. All right, you're the you're the high school kid, you're the college kid. You go take the you go take the kids class. What's crazy is that you honestly should have your more experienced coaches doing the oh, doing your older folks and your kids. 100%. Why? Because you need to be able to take all that level 1 information and say it now in a different way that's going to resonate with the 6-year-old right. or a 10-year-old or a 70-year-old mm -hmm. or an 85-year-old and understand all these you know, it's really easy with your 20 year olds. They all do everything anyway. Dude, they can do you, everything. You it's can, simple. You can throw the the most wrong things at 20 and 30 year olds and they'll be physically just fine. <laughs> totally. I mean, like, you know, you, they we, can withstand a lot. We were, we had one of the shows, I think it was with, uh, we were on Pedro's show. And one of the questions was, you know, best coach of the year. Mm. Who's the best coach of the year? And we, it was basically gauged by, um, the athletes that they had that placed at the games. Right. I don't think that those coaches are the best coaches. I think that they've moved some athletes to some really great places, but the best coach is going to be a coach that can take an elite level athlete, a general class goer, gen pop person, mm -hmm. an older folk and a young kid and be able to have all of those different types of people be able to excel yeah because you need to now master your coaching to be able to say here's a workout and make a games level athlete make a 85 year old make an eight year old and make it whatever get the same like that is going to be your master coach and there i mean there are a lot of them out there granted there's a yeah. lot of really really good coaches out there but i think like that's something that is uh really important that that broad breadth is no joke you know, well, that's um, why I picked Caroline Lambrey because she got a level four. Yeah, so right. <laughs> that, I think I think that's legit. That's legit. That's legit. Um, <laughs> all right, let's move to the section here. Is like we get all our kids on a plan for more pull-ups and push-ups, which I think are the most under-respected movements from a strict variety and plain variety that we have in CrossFit. And I highlighted in red, and it says. The number of kids that can't do pull-ups or push-ups is appalling. Greg's words. And he's right. 100%. My God. Like, I remember watching a seven-year-old girl do Cindy full-on and got 14 rounds with strict little micro pull-ups, push-ups off the ground, and air squats. Seven. Dude. Just this little stick. <laughs> but her parents are like were they lived i mean they they had their own professions they had busy busy lives but they dedicated time to the gym and brought the kids with them that's awesome that's so awesome <clears throat> underneath here is the most important consideration to make with kids and seniors is to be more patient celebrate the small gains work towards mastery of the mechanics of all moves and practice incrementalism meaning establish a baseline of performance and gently in tiny increments move forward we just said this with kids you have plenty of time to get super strong when it is time lay the best foundation possible and for seniors is like there is no rush to be lifting more 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 it's to move better 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 movement is going to move more weight to begin with totally like that's just how it's going to work especially yeah. at those ages when when they're young they don't know how to use their bodies 
because they're growing too fast to, I mean, you look at any gangly little boy from the age like eight to 12. It's just like Dude, physically. I'll, I'll have some of these kids that like weren't around for like the holidays and now they're coming back in and I swear they grew four inches. <laughs> like you can't, and that's what's really interesting with uh, the, the kids is um, you have to take each of the, well, kids and seniors, same thing. You have to take each of them on that particular day you can't mm. linear progression necessarily the same way you can with like right um, you know a 25 year old because like with a kid with a kid i mean they're growing so quickly so they may their coordination may be spot on one day and then they come in like you know the next week or two weeks later and it's like dude do you, uh, where's the flat back that we just had <laughs> like it's all they're like yeah. i don't know they, they don't know what's happening it's like you have to take it Every single day, it's like my bones change, bro. <laughs> oh man, bones! All my levers like, have, have have switched. They all change. Center of mass. They all change. <laughs> you know, it's like the rule book changes every other week. So it's, you just funny. have to again. It, I think incrementalism is important because it allows the coach not to expect. Okay, we're going from this step to this step. With these with these very easy and classic jumps that you would normally see in mm -hmm. a regular class. Right. Um, if you take those small ones and it allows you some wiggle room to either, you know, if you're able to move forward, cool, based on how they move it, or if you need to bring it back, or if it's the exact same position. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. We'll take you from where you are and we'll celebrate how we're moving because, again, it's about the movement, not about the um, how much, how fast, how many reps. Those mean nothing. No. It's about how you're moving. Like you said about. <clears throat> the next step, the next step, the next step. And what this really is trying to establish with incrementalism is that you're establishing a baseline of performance in multiple different fields or th things you want to work on. So it's establish the first step. Don't focus on the next one. What other first step should we make? Okay, we're going to establish a mobility first step. We're going to establish a strength baseline first step. We're going to establish a let's just say Olympic weightlifting first step as far as like a PVC pipe, a pick, pick something. Those are the steps that it's saying here to establish a baseline in multiple facets. What Bill's saying is that don't set the baseline and then just go to the next step automatically without securing your base in all facets you should be before you take the next step across the board. Yeah. I like that. That's good. Yeah. Uh, as we come here to the bottom it says is we have in large part designed our concept around chasing capacities that are in near universal demand. It just means life, right? Think of anything outside of the box that demands from you, whether it's uh, sports, moving uh, your buddy out of their house, uh, let's just say a car accident, a fall, right? It says CrossFit endeavors to train for capacities that are valued regardless of age, gender, or sport. And just that, that line alone, CrossFit endeavors to train for capacities that are valued regardless of age, gender, or sport, which I think is the, it's such a simple phrase, but if you look at, not to get like political or philosophical at the moment, but like if you look at the state of things, Right? And like, why is everything so great in the gym? Because we recognize 
people's efforts, capacity to do things, I would say journeys to get those capacities, whatever it was. And that's all we care about. And I respect that from anyone who is willing to put themselves on the path of what a lot of it is, or can be considered failure to gain that success long-term, right? It's not instantaneous. And like, that's where it all stems from. Like my respect for everybody that walks into a CrossFit gym is solely based on what they do day in and day out, not who they are, what they, what their likes and dislikes are. Nothing. It doesn't matter. Right. Like, I don't care what car you drive. I don't care where your apartment is. I don't care where you live. I don't care who you like. It doesn't matter. Did you come in today? Did you take the next step to betterment? Whatever you decide that is based off your why. And can we all celebrate together mutually inside the CrossFit gym? Everything else is just pointless. Yeah. We've uh, we've been very... Uh, that's one of the things that... Uh, our ecosystem, we have all kinds of people on all sorts of uh, the political fields on either side. Mm-hmm. We have all ages. We have all different types of social and economic uh, differences. And we just talk CrossFit. Yeah. I don't let it go. I don't let it get no. political. Right. I don't, I don't, I, I don't, not that I, I don't care for them. I, I don't care because what's important is that. And that right there is what binds. That's what makes the CrossFit community is so unique and so uh, fun mm-hmm. is that you have people that would never come in contact and never yeah. have any sort of social relationship, but they can't hear because they're all sweating together. They're all dealing with the same you know, discomfort. And I, I mean, I agree, Zach, it's the most inclusive place you can yeah. go to. I, I, I think. And it's totally the right that. word. That word has just been taken butchered. and twisted and butchered. Uh. It's like, it is that, and it's not from a standpoint of anything other than it's like, hey, when I go in there, nothing else matters but the sweat on right. the floor and the breath in my lungs. Not even the time on the board or the weight on my bar matters. None of that matters. It's like, hey, you came in, you went for it, I respect the shit out of you for that. Yeah. As I do that person and that person. Right. It's not like, oh, I don't want to hang out with Mike. He got last today. <laughs> <laughs> Sandbagger. Don't hang out with losers. Yeah. Um, okay. So we're at the end of the article here. All right. And one of the things that I, and I said that I had a, something, a, a secret that was hidden in plain sight when it comes to programming for masters, especially. There's a lot of people now that are trying to make their bank off of programming for masters. Okay. And I will say this as one that has, I mean, I, I had my own master's program that was out there, my template. There is zero, there is no templated program out there that is the program for masters. And the reason I say that is because guess what? We said at the beginning of the article, it's just movements. It's just workouts. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. It's all what comes down to, how should a master's because what ends up happening for most of the templates is people get pigeonholed and this is a this is my own personal issue that i'm having with like the 55 year old aging up Uh, into that division uh uh and having that like our prescribed dumbbell for the men is a 35 pound dumbbell and i 
I don't think that that should be the prescribed weight for someone my age. Because, now granted, I can do more than that. Cool. I'm not saying that we shouldn't use it, but I'm saying that when that becomes the prescribed weight, you're now pigeonholing people based on their age. So you are now saying that they can or they can't do certain things on age. I remember, I think it was the 2011 uh, CrossFit Games, I was doing some of the uh, testing for some of the, the events, and Tony Budding was like, hey, do you think the Masters should be doing handstand push-ups? Because back then they didn't have masters doing handstand pushups. Right. You know, their necks are old. They can't get on their head. They had. They can't. They don't have the same pushing power. I'm like, dude, we're talking about the world championship for these people. Right. Yes, I think they should be doing that. 100 percent, without a doubt, they should be doing that. Or when they had, you know, it was one. It was ring muscle ups, and they. It, it was when we were doing Amanda. I think it was 2015. Mm -hmm. 2015. Yeah. yeah. Um. And after a certain age, and I don't remember if it was 50 or if it was 55, that they made it to where the muscle-ups were ring dips. That's what they did. I just had them do ring dips. Oh, yeah. So there, there becomes a, a moment where you start pigeonholing based on age. And what I would say that the, the difference is you can make whatever program you want to make, but if you are a coach that programs for master's athletes, it's not the workout, but it's what you have it's what you're expecting them to do and the relationship and the the direction that you're pushing them in you need to know where they are what with what capacity they have how are they moving what are their numbers how do they move because now you need to go back and say okay well what sort of things can we give you you can't just give a blanket mm -hmm. here's what you're going to do this month here's here's what you're going to do this month without me knowing anything about you you, you have to be a a uh, have more of a relationship base to really get uh, really affect some change with that athlete. Yeah. So like, you know, I know Jason Grubbs has got his thing out there. Um, I can't remember what it's called. Uh, uh, shoot. Sorry, Jason. I can't remember what it was. Um, but even like with Jason, out there, Jason's a great athlete. He's done amazing things as a, as a CrossFit uh, champion and, you know, as an athlete for sure. Um, but again, just because Jason has and this is the same thing with Matt with his HWPO, just because you're an amazing athlete doesn't mean you're going to be a great coach. It yeah. may be workouts that he's doing. Cool. Um, but you want to find a coach that is going to be able to work with you and what you need specifically, whether you're a kid, whether you're uh, the, the, the further you go away from the, the midline of the age groups, it needs to be really specific. So, um, it's just that relationship. There is nothing that a master's athlete cannot do. There is nothing that a, a kid cannot do or shouldn't be allowed to do other than based on the weight and how they're moving in that sort of a deal. Yeah. So that's where it becomes really particular. Yeah. There's a linear path for everything. Uh, yeah. Right. And it's not, not like pro not progression, right? We're saying it's like there's nothing anyone can't do or shouldn't do given the based path. On that age. they should be taking. Yeah. Right. Based on the past. So I, I, I just want people to, I think it's really important for people to know that. I, I don't think that there is anything off limits. Mm -hmm. um, other than like pushing people past, like with the weight part. And I'm talking about movements. Like it, 60 year olds should never do X, this movement or that movement. Yeah. I, I, I don't think that those sort of things should ever enter into the equation. Um, I think that's important. Love it. I would hate to be, I would hate to be pigeonholed, pigeonholed. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. Well, we'll see. We got a new, uh, brand new season coming up. So we will see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, oh, I did the judges' course. It wasn't bad. You're right. It wasn't right. Bad. It wasn't bad. Okay. It wasn't bad. Yeah. It wasn't bad at all. Uh, all right, team. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Greg Glassman Shipper. Uh, obviously, thank you, Greg, for what you've put out in the world. I'm glad we can just uh, give it back uh, from what you made and fun conversations. Um, the article that we just showed you guys today, that is all marked up with at least our opinions as far as like things you shouldn't pay attention to. Uh, we're going to post that to our Patreon page. You guys, I already put the actual article in the link, so you guys can find this. It's free. It's everywhere. Uh, the one we marked up, we'll put on our Patreon page for those that support us. We thank you guys there. And uh, our workout of the week is up, and so good luck with that as you guys uh, yeah. take that one on. Um, I did it the other week, or it was great. So I've already tested this one myself. And if you haven't already, sign up for the Open. Join the party, get signed up, and uh, I got to talk to Boss today, actually. Oh, you did? Uh, yeah. I got to die. There's, uh, there's going to be a couple things in there. It was good. The whole conversation was great, but there's going to be a couple things in there that are going to make you very happy. Oh. Yes. Very All right. happy. Yeah. So I'll tease that. We recorded it today. It'll probably get released on Monday, but I know one of them, you're going to be like, Hallelujah. <laughs> all right i'm yeah, excited now yeah. and Boz, and he even said he's like hey to just put the noise to rest i was like i was a part of that noise i'll just tell you right now <laughs> so even i was like fuck yeah so that it's, means he's not gonna put shuttle runs in is that what, is that what uh i cannot <laughs> confirm or deny uh, cannot confirm or deny but uh yeah look out for that article or that uh podcast for the cross games podcast but uh billy dude it's good to be back same. Good to be back with the CrossFit Journal. Thank you, Greg. Thanks for everything you did. Thanks for everything in the path you've laid us on. And uh, we will continue to remind everybody where we all came from as we're marching towards the future. Other than that, you guys have a great weekend. If you guys are in Austin, Texas, I'll see you guys tomorrow. Good luck to those competing in the fittest games. John Young, RX Men Division. Get it, John. Good luck, brother. Good luck. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. <laughs>